Hello, Happy New Year. Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about enriching our lives through practical spirituality, self love, and of course, the tarot. I am your host, Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow this podcast and me on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. Thanks for tuning into the show today and happy 2022. Okay, so I know I'm a little bit late with my (laughs) um, Happy New Year um, greeting to you guys, but it's been the holidays. I've been with family, and I have been also slightly ill, not because of COVID, but because of the booster shot that I got. And also, um, a lot of people around me have been getting sick, so... Just lots of fun busyness there. (laughs) So I hope you guys had an amazing holiday. Um, This is my first time experiencing what winter is like in Austin, Texas. And yes, it does get cold, but not nearly as cold as the East Coast. And in fact, when I left D.C. a day later, my parents and my family there got lots of snow So I was super grateful to not have to go through all of that. (laughs) That's why I moved here. So I'm, I'm enjoying the weather here, enjoying where I am. I hope you guys are too. This episode is a lot of fun. And I will admit that when I was writing this episode... I was experiencing a bit of doubt around it. And self-doubt is not inherently bad. In fact, it can be an indicator that we are actually going in the right direction. Like, you know, the second we come up with something exciting, it can also be very scary for our brains because it's like, that's not in your comfort zone. Who are you to claim that you're this person? Who are you to be this person and step into this identity and then that's when like the self-doubt comes but it's usually um, pointing in the direction of um, where we can evolve so self-doubt can actually deliver us clarity but anyways going back to my point feeling self-doubt with writing this episode and thinking of all the ideas in this episode I was scared for my interpretation of this card, The Magician, because it almost came too easily. And what that did is it revealed to me this belief that I had of like, if it's easy, then it's not good enough, right? If something's easy, then something must not be right with it because it can't be too easy. If it's easy, then I need to work on it more. I need to stress about it more. I need to worry about it more because there's no way things can come that easy. (laughs) And that's not necessarily true, right? Like just believing, oh, if it comes easily to me, then it won't be of value or of use to others. But what if things can be easy and useful and valuable to others? The reason why I wanted to share this experience with you guys is because I think about all of you guys who are mentoring people, coaching people who are our tarot readers out there and um, who are doubting your own intuitive interpretations of a situation or a card. 
that might deviate from this traditional meaning that everyone's held for it. And just doubting that, doubting your own interpretations, this might be hiding this limiting belief that was in my brain too that you might be carrying around. It's causing you some unnecessary doubt and stress and worry when what you have that comes easily is gold for someone else. You never know what speaks to someone until you speak it, right? Until you put it out there into the world and it could be exactly what your person, your client, your follower needed to hear at that day to move them forward and to heal. So I invite you to see if this is something you experience as well. And I invite you to maybe see what if it were that easy? What if my intuition came to me with ease? And I think just like thinking and shifting in that way will help us usher in more ease. (laughs) More ease in more ways in our lives. So uh, that is is my, my share for you this morning um before we start this episode okay so let's talk about the magician the magician the power of invisible things so um a month ago or may yeah i don't know like a while ago when the last episode came out who knows who knows when that was it was a while ago we talked about the high priestess and the power of invisible things which is all about your invisible potential and invisible forces working to help you and guide you and to understand that you are largely starting and creating from invisible energy. So, and so that's like the spiritual part of us, right? That is the spirit that is leading the way in every area of our lives. And now we're going to be talking about The magician, which is the extension of spirit, which is the physical, which is us in our human forms, in our human bodies. And that's a big thing to even just acknowledge that we are so much bigger, so much more expansive than just our human physical forms. So I know it's like we're going backwards here, but this is the way that it makes sense to me. So we start off with the high priestess from energy, from the divine feminine, from spirit, from the invisible. And that eventually expresses itself in the physical, which is what the magician is about for today. Which is the power of invisible things, the power of visibility and daring to be seen. If you guys have been following me on Instagram, you know I've been using this phrase a lot, daring to be seen. And we will actually talk about that later on the show. But the magician is like the flashiness, the flamboyancy. She's here to sparkle, to shine bright, to command attention in every room, to magnetize, not manipulate, but magnetize. And I love, love, love the energetics of attraction. The magician is obviously very confident and very comfortable with starting things and just putting herself out there for the world. And here's the difference that I see between the fool and the magician. The fool may stumble around 
as my coach Serena Hicks says, fumble forward. Um, you know, fumble and trip into the next action, but fumbling forward. But the magician steps into the next action with full awareness of how powerful that action really is. It's more like intentional and purposeful and like stepping in from a place of high power where the fool is a little bit more childlike and um, innocent and not as fully mature and aware of how powerful they are. So with the magician, I want you to see that visibility equals power. And how are these two things related? How is visibility related to power? And sorry, that was my dog. If you, I don't know if the audio picked that up, but she just sighed and she's on my lap right now. So sorry. Um, But how are these two components related? Visibility and power. Well, visibility is an expression of power. It's an expression of uh, using and stepping into that power. When someone exhibits visibility, like they, um, let's say, make a podcast or like read tarot for others or post on social media, that is someone that is using their power to express their presence in the world. It's like saying, hi, I'm here. I exist. Here I am. And the simple assertion of your presence is like the big bang of your journey. Imagine the explosive cosmic energy that expressed itself when you were conceived or when you were birthed. How could that have not been an expression of genuine power of you being like, I'm here. (laughs) Asserting your power through being visible, being known, being heard, and being seen, like truly, truly seen. That is what the magician offers us. And being seen doesn't mean you don't experience fear or anxiety or panic or feeling like, oh my God, what if someone rejects me? But it means meeting those aspects of the journey with love and with a full heart. Being seen and visible with all of your humanity intact, with all of your vulnerabilities, your perceived flaws, all the things you think you need to improve on, all of it, the full you, that is meant to be shared. That is meant to be cherished and you are meant to be seen. Not hide, but seen. And so I invite you to think about what if we were committed to being visible in this world, to not spend our lives trapped away in our rooms or studies and never sharing that with the world. Like we all know hoarders who hoard, right? (laughs) When people hoard money, old items, newspapers, food, all this stuff. Well, people also hoard their ideas, their brilliant ideas, their brilliant art, their amazing stories their wisdom, their craft, their voice, their presence. Yes, people can hoard their presence. And I can tell you right now that this is something that I have definitely done, especially, you know, growing up feeling like you 
would rather stay invisible because it's less vulnerable. Like no one can call you out if they don't know you exist. No one can reject you if they don't even know you're there. Um, And like, this just reminds me of all the humiliating moments of being scolded in class or um, called on in class when I don't know the answer. And you know, when you're trying to avoid being called on by the teacher, you're just shrinking in your chair or you're looking the other way or you're pretending to be busy with something else, right? Um, And I think just a lot of us have grown up like that in the classroom and in other areas of our lives. So it's natural for us to not want to put ourselves out there because it's dangerous for our brains. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous activity and we would rather just stay invisible. But in order to evolve forward, that is an amazing opportunity to step into our own greatness and to stop hoarding our amazing presence from other people who could benefit from it. And so once we understand that being visible is an expression of our divine power, we see that the magician offers us some practical guidance around moving forward with that power once we start. And what I mean by that is the magician is like the first card that has that genuine commitment to the journey with the wisdom of knowing all the ups and downs of what the journey will give them. So like the fool dives in headfirst into the pool with this sense of like naivety and not really knowing like the innocence, not really knowing what's ahead. And I think that's really good. That gets us going. Like I read something, um, I don't know where I read it from, but talking about Steve Jobs and they were like if Steve Jobs knew all of the obstacles and the uphill battles and just the treacherous journey it was to do all the amazing things he did with Apple and everything would he have started it would he have taken that first step forward I don't know maybe maybe not but you know, like to focus on immediately all the negative, painful things that could happen when you're just starting, I think can be very detrimental. So that's why the fool exists. And that's how the fool can service at the highest level is to um, give us this idealism, let us dream big, let us see the magic of the dream, and kind of um, give us that blind faith that blindness of the obstacles and the battles that are to come, but to kind of fill our our hearts with hope and faith. And that's what really gets us going on our journey. And so when we pass that, we enter the magician phase, which helps us make our start, our real start, because there is more of a solid commitment there. It's like saying... Let's say you are a director or producer and you decide to make a movie and you just do it because you've always dreamed of it and it sounds so fun and it'd be so fun to use all of your creative skills and talents in this amazing way. So you're like, okay, YOLO, let's do this, right? And so you're like, yay, basking the full energy, ready to go. You have all these ideas. It's amazing. You're just naturally inspired. And then you realize, oh shit, oh shit. 
my budget isn't big enough for this. My lead actor, who's perfect for the part, they just quit. They just walked out on set. All the production equipment is broken and all this stuff and all these delays and things that need to be fixed and everything just starts to pile up. And with that, you almost have to recommit to making this movie because now you know this isn't going to be a walk in the park. This isn't going to be walking on rainbows with everything working out perfectly as I've seen it in my head. And you now know fully what you're stepping into. So knowing that and recommitting to the dream. And that is when it really gets the gears at full speed. So the magician is kind of like representing this point in your project where you're just like, oh, what the hell did I just get myself into? Oh my God, (laughs) why did I agree to this? So here's what the magician offers us in this time when once we've recommitted or we've taken action, we do this knowing that the fear will come and whisper in our ears and give us really fucking convincing logical reasons why we should stop, shut it down, and go hide behind food and Netflix and endless social media scrolling and go on TikTok and all this stuff, like knowing that the distractions, the compulsion, the urge to do something else, to hide essentially, that is what the magician offers us, is to be like, yeah, there's going to be some obstacles. This could be difficult or, you know, you could have some resistance to this. And in kind of priming yourself with that knowledge, you're able to be fully committed. You're able to be fully committed to yourself when you run into struggles and pain and delays. It's all about learning how to navigate that when it happens and staying consciously aware of what fear will try to get you to do, which it'll try to get you to hide and to shy away and to quit when you've just begun. And the magician is represented as the conscious level of mind traditionally. So with the magician, we are creating things consciously. We are acting on purpose. We are consciously reminding ourselves that the fear will show up in a variety of disguises. And it's our job to keep that in our conscious brains and never forgetting it. Because the second we forget it is when we will start to identify with it and see it as real. Like this deep terror of rejection in this day of age, right? Like, oh my God, I don't know if this person likes me, this person hates me, blah, blah, blah. None of that is real, right? Especially now, we we won't be exiled from our society or have to kill off the bears by ourselves or hunt deer by ourselves. Like, it's fine. Like, if someone doesn't like us, we, that is not our doom. We will not be exiled. We will not die from someone not liking us for the most part. We know that's not real. And to consistently remind ourselves that the fear will come, but we know how to call BS on the fear. That's power. And we can experience rejection, for example, and know that we'll come out of it alive because we're like, yeah, that's just my two billion year old brain giving me like these survival tips that are no longer necessary for the modern day age. 
I am safe. <laughs> it is all safe. I'm not going to die. It's all good. I can experience rejection. I can experience failure. I can experience all of that stuff. So what this means is if you've got a big, exciting New Year's resolution, you've probably set a goal already that's been calling your name for a while and now you've decided to commit to it. And I know I'm probably really late in talking about this, but most likely that first week of you starting out with your New Year's resolution, it's exciting. It feels like, ooh, yay, change is finally arriving in my life. And then the second week, not so much. And then the third week, you have the strongest urge to quit and go back to the way things were. And you can absolutely count on something like this happening because your brain will be telling you to go back and stop pushing the boundaries of your comfort zone. And just being aware of that, being aware of what's to come um, as far as obstacles, that is what I like to call mind ninja skills. Skills we learn in my private coaching program, which you guys are all invited to, where we take the dream that you've got and you pull it into reality by doing the work, putting yourself out there and being seen and learning how to handle all the fear, all the mind drama, all the self-sabotage that may arise along with that. So you can free up your energy to dedicate to your craft, your art form, your service, whichever it is, and gather an amazing community of your people. So I've worked with tarot readers, authors writing books, um, beginner entrepreneurs, artists, and I've seen this common obstacle of people who are like so talented and gifted, but they are paralyzed in the face of fear when it comes to visibility and being seen and putting themselves out there. But the fear doesn't have to stop you. That's what I want to offer in just this entire episode with the magician of consciously being aware of fear and how it plays a part in our lives when we're doing the things that will fulfill us the most. Is that fear does not have to stop us. We can experience the fear, but we don't have to give it any truth. We don't have to breathe life into it. And this is about... Being aware of the fear, saying, hello, fear, thank you for showing up, and goodbye. <laughs> this is about doing that and sharing yourself authentically, exactly as you are, and knowing that by just being yourself, your full, authentic self, exactly as you are, right this second, is worth diamonds to someone else. This program is about feeling enough, feeling good enough to be seen, to be valued by the rest of the world, absolutely good enough to be cherished and adored and appreciated by the people who are being touched by your work. So I invite all of you guys to this. This is so exciting and I've already spoken to many of you guys around this. So I look forward to speaking to more of you guys. So if this is calling your name and you would like to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, hit the link in the podcast description below to apply. All right. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Self Love Tarot. Again, my name is Gretchen Evangelista. Follow this podcast on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. If you're not on my email list, make sure to put yourself on my email list by going to 
selflovetarot.com or hitting the link in the show notes below. All right, goodbye. Goodbye.